Welcome in everybody to another episode of the Good Bit Podcast. Settle down, relax, get comfy as we have a big film on our hands this week. It is Christopher Nolan's Inception and it is definitely one to be thinking about. It's definitely one to be talking about but it's not really the sort of film that you want to take notes on because as you'll hear throughout the episode today, myself and uh, one of our very special guests that is about to be revealed, tried to take notes and it was hard because the film is so confusing sometimes it's so thorough and it's so let's start again no that's the first time that's happened ever <laughs> you're gonna keep that in that is staying in well i want the people to know that you are not a perfect intro churning machine this is the intro now don't give me that shit don't you dare edit this out i didn't i didn't have another word for inception so i just <laughs> gave up <laughs> I have never seen that. You, you, ah, God, what is this? What is this year coming to? I know. I've never seen you like that. Been on such a roll this past season of The Good Bit. Every episode, the intros have been been on point. On point. Apart from today. Yeah, there's only one reason why uh, the intro was fostered. That's because of our special guest today. Leanna's back on the show. Can you believe it? Um, One of our most frequent guests back in the day before covid we are now remote, and she's finally back. Leanne, how are you today? I'm absolutely at the fucking hell. <laughs> this is going well. This is going We're well. We're on top form today. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here on my favourite podcast. How have you been is the main thing, because listen, we've all had a tough year. We're kind of on our way out now, um, and you've been you know, texting me every so often listening to the podcast, which I greatly appreciate. Um, I'm not going to hope that you say that the podcast has been your only sense of joy the past year, but how have you been? How's your movie watching been the past year? Tell us a little bit about what you've been watching. Um, I would say the good bit has been the light at the end of the tunnel for me. It's been... It's Great been line. Good... Yep. Um, nah, I've been... I, I, go, I started uni. I got into third year, um, so I go to cool. UWA. Um, so I've got online uni, which has been very odd, obviously. I've yep. never set foot on... I went to campus once for an interview, and I've not been back. And I have done a full <laughs> term there. Um, so that's been weird, but it's yeah. doing, doing the best we can. Um, I, for a while, I watched. I was doing well with watching a lot of movies, but I was the same as I've been listening. <laughs> I know that you <laughs> were like... Kind of, kind of falling out of like watching movies all the time. Absolutely, kind of the same. Um, but I've got Letterboxd, obviously keep track of everything there. I have the most stupid, ridiculous reviews. But no, I like it though. I like I like Letterboxd because for the both of you as well, because I can see what you've been watching and stuff. Always just it makes me go, oh, they're still enjoying movies. Um, And what is your Letterboxd account for the listeners to follow you, if you can remember? I think it's just Leanne Violet. Okay, we'll, we'll even put that wee link in the description box of the podcast if people want to follow Leanne. Um, I am at CM42TV, which is the same as the Twitter and the YouTube channel. Aaron, do you know your name on Letterboxd? I think it's Aaron Doc. I'm, I'm on it, I'm I on it. Uh, I'm Aaron Doc. I, I'm trying to find Leanne because I love Letterboxd. Well, I follow... Yeah, I follow you, but you never followed me back. <laughs> well, that's... Listen... The reason yeah. that Leanne's on the good bit was to bring that up and embarrass Aaron on the air. Jeez. Where do you even see your followers? Um, it's, on, it's on your account. Well, I've actually been um, followed by a few of my friends and I have not followed them back. You haven't even realised. <laughs> I followed you back. Thank you. There we go. Now you'll know what Leanne's watching. The only problem is, though, sometimes, like, if we're going to do the episode of the podcast, I'm like, I wonder what Aaron thought, but I already know no. because I saw his thing. 
I saw that's the thing right when I was watching Inception this morning I I like to look at reviews when I'm watching the film oh really like I just like to ruin things for myself um and when I went on Letterbox this morning first thing I saw was Chris Moff Inception and the rating and I was like well he liked it right (laughs) spoiler spoiler it happened when Aaron and I were going to do Once Upon a Time in Hollywood um when we because we were actually together and we said we're going to do old school good bit fashion go see the film together and not see anything until we get in front of the microphone and we actually had to wait overnight to be recorded in the morning Man, I was staying with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I looked on Letterbox when because I, I went in to rate the film myself, and it was like Aaron Dock had five stars. Oh. And I was like, oh well, I know what he thought about it then. <laughs> so, but yeah, um, I've not seen actually what Aaron's written about Inception or Leanne, so I'm really interested to see what that is all about. Aaron, how are you this week? Um, again, kidding on no technical issues happened, but I'm going to ask you the question again. Just I'll just getting over. Uh, trembling in fear post-horror film uh, syndrome that occurs uh, every time I watch a horror film and is the key reason why I don't watch horror films. Yes. Um, really, I really, look, I enjoyed Blair Witch. Like I made that clear? Yes. It was a good time. It's like a roller coaster. Horror films are like roller coasters. You know, you get scared, you feel alive, you survive. Yes. But it's not that that I don't like about horror films. It's, for me, it's the, the, the aftermath it's the walking in the woods the next day i can't deal with that stress why why do it to yourself my question is why are you walking in the woods because i've been walking in the woods every day with my headphones in listening to an audiobook um for <laughs> the past uh, three weeks and i i realized after i watched the film i was like well that's screwed i can't do, I can't that, do anymore. that anymore i don't that, that's just taking away joy from my life so i take issue with horror films where that's concerned i'm a right. sensitive boy I know, and we we said at the end of the last week's episode um, that, you know, we've just done a horror film, that's fine. Next time we do a horror film, maybe Halloween <laughs> in October. It will be Halloween, yeah. <laughs> so that's fine. But I do think on record, I've said that I think last week's episode is our best one we've done so far. So if anyone has not heard it yet, um, please check out last week's episode about the 1999 version of The Blair Witch. Leanne, have you seen Blair Witch? I have not. I will be watching it so I can listen. I like to watch the movie before I listen to the good bit so I can... Excellent. Discuss with you, even though I'm not speaking to you. <laughs> well, listen, we're always like happy to get feedback, not only in the podcast, but also in the films. So if you do end up watching the film, I'd love to know what you thought about it. Because you watched Terminator, didn't you? Yes, I did. I did. I, I was talking to Adam about it. I liked it a lot, to be fair. It was not what I expected. It was yeah. like I was saying to Adam, like the seeing where the iconic lines come from is kind of fun. But yeah, I enjoyed it. And the 80s music were it was it was something. Yeah, I also said to Aaron the other week I'd watched Terminator Two, and that's always like everyone's like Terminator Two is better. I can confirm it is. Um, yeah, my brother said the same because he came in when I was watching it and he was like, "Watch T 2 and I was like, "Well, I will when the good bit do a podcast on it." <laughs> That'll be <laughs> Halloween too. Yeah. That'll be the Halloween one. Yeah. Um, so I, I, uh, Leanne, are you familiar with the the Good Bit Kitchen? I can't say I am. I think we did that one on the Grand Budapest episode, yes. And you may not have heard the Grand Budapest one. I've not listened to it because I've not watched the movie yet. Right, so um, it's a new system we've come up with. It's always important to repeat it, just so people, you know... New listeners, absolutely. New listeners. And we actually didn't do it for Blair Witch, so should we do that now? Yeah, um, sure. It's a new rating system that we've come up with. Um, I think we used to do it on the old good bit. We sort of, at the end of every review, we'd say, right, so out of 10, use decimals if you want. But 
we wanted to yeah, <laughs> we wanted to recreate that in some way it's just a nice way to bookmark like a chat on a film yeah. it's like and what do we all think of it but decimals and the numbers are boring um so we thought <laughs> we'd make a good bit kitchen uh so state of the art kitchen you know it's a state of the art kitchen we've got many people in the uh, the dishwasher is you in uh, it's also where the misery corner is you know you sort of just picture this, oh, yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean you can uh, see the, you can see it there in front of you we're, we're like, painting a landscape you know what i mean who would leanne be i feel like leanne would be like right at the windowsill like sitting there uh, co- you, cooling down you, because you're so hot you are oh well yeah but you're literally on my windowsill right now that's where i've got the phone ah, set up there we go there we are so Leanne's it. on the windowsill. Ewan's doing yep. the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got five categories within this kitchen. And okay. at the end of a film review, you put the film somewhere in the kitchen. So you hate the film, the worst film you've ever seen. Lowest category, put it in the bin, kitchen bin. Yeah. Goes in the okay. bin. Uh, the next category, Chris. Next category is that if you weren't too sure you liked the film or not, but you really should need to get some stuff off your chest, you need to grill it. Needs a good grilling. You put it in the George Foreman. Next grill. up um, is the the middle ground. So in between the two extremes, we've got the kitchen table, uh, the island bench. You put the film yes. there if you're really not sure what to do with it. You don't know what to do. That's not a good or a bad thing, though. It's more about just like, I like the film, but I don't really know if it's any better than this film, or I didn't like the film, but it's not as bad as this film. It's just I kind of island in the middle, you know? Yes. Then, Chris? And then after that, we have to go towards the fridge because the film was really good. I thought it was cool. thought the film was cool. Put it in the fridge. It's there. I'm happy for it to be there and sit there for a while until I want to revisit it. Exactly. And then... You've got the Holy Grail. We don't have any films that we've watched so far in this category because I think it's a holy category and we shouldn't use it. Spirit. We should. I nearly put one in there the other day, but then Aaron was like, "Nah, it needs to be Holy Grail." Nah, it needs to be it needs to be Holy Grail. So that's the the freezer, uh, where you want to lock it away, seal it, keep it there forever because it's the best thing you've ever seen. It's changed your life. These are the greatest films of all time, or in fact, I should say, these are the favorite films of all time. So all the films that are on my top five, Aaron's top five, Leanne's top five, Ewan's top five, all these films, at some point, will be stored in the freezer. Um, But like, we loved Knives Out, for example, like that went in the fridge, and then we were a bit kind of like, yeah, we liked, um, we liked Terminator, you know, it's not anything special or anything, maybe put it on the kitchen table, like, it's that sort of thing, and with like a sort of average system between the two of us. The problem is, um, there was only two of us sometimes, so it's good to have a third opinion so we can kind of like even out and see where the actual film is going to sit, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's it's confusing, but I think it opens the doors. I've got it. I've got it. So, got it. Terminator would be on the kitchen table. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So I ask Adam now, not to spoil anything for Leanne, who's not seen the film yet, but Blair Witch from '99. Where does the Blair Witch Project sit in your mind? Because it did, it did, you know, torment you, but it was a good film. Right, yeah, but this is not scientific, so I'd be inclined to put it in the bin because I want rid of it. That's what I want Aaron rid of it in my saying. mind. That's, that's Aaron keeps saying every time. It's not scientific, but it's fine. It's it's feelings. I'm I'm done with these. Like I get this film a seven point seven. It's like we're not dealing with you know, you know, maths here. We're dealing with emotions. We're dealing with films. It's subjective. It's in the bin for me because. I'm I'm inclined to put every horror film, no matter how good I think the film is, in the bin because I want rid of it. I'm I not going to grill it. I I'm not going to grill it, but it's in the bin. I wouldn't say I want rid of it because I would actually be curious to see it again. 
You know, so would I, mean? I, but it wouldn't. I know it would be bad for me. I've got to put it in. I've got to shut the lid. You said last week if you'd be interested to watch this film again instead of watching the remake, but watch it with someone else, then we'd both have to climb in the bin and watch it. Right. <laughs> um, I can't put. I can't justify putting it in the bin. However, <clears throat> it's not as good as Terminator. All a couple of other films we've talked about. You know what I mean? Um. Like Last Jedi sitting on the kitchen table, like it's not as good as Last Jedi, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I, if I'm going to put it on the grill, the grill, <laughs> you, you're going to need to try and talk me into saying, "Oh, it deserves to go in the bin." Listen, it's the not bin, scientific. It's not scientific. <laughs> it's not scientific. Listen, I'll so be confused. okay if you want to put this film in the grill because I'm happy just to give it a wee, you know, just squish it a wee bit for now. But I might get it out later and torment myself a bit more. I suggest we put it in the grill just now because you may consider watching it later and you may decide at a later date you want to put it in the bin. But for right now, I think you you enjoyed the film enough to not put it in the bin. But it scarred us both a little bit. Just a yeah. tiny bit. Yeah, but this is Blair Witch. This is even one of the worst like horror scary films ever. I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm aware. Okay, well, put it, I'm, I'm putting it in the grill. Brilliant. Right, brilliant. Um, te- where would you put Terminator, Leanne, then? Kitchen table? Yeah, kitchen table. Okay, cool. And we'll report back our opinions on Inception at the end of at the end of this episode. I just want to touch in with uh, Leanne's set here. She has uh, some movie posters in her background. I know this is not a video programme, this is an audio programme, but if you can tell us the posters that you have, it's very impressive. Yeah, so um, my local cinema, the Open Phoenix Cinema, they give you, well, they don't give you posters. Uh, they have all the posters that after they've used them, they're just sitting out in the cinema for you to just take if you want to. They ask if you leave a donation, you don't have to. So I left some money and I have uh, from the cinema, I've got Ready or Not, a horror, uh, Parasite, a thriller, mm-hmm. uh, Knives Out, <laughs> you know that, uh, what is it, what is, uh, Who done it? And then I've got yeah. Little Women, um, just the most delightful film you'll ever see uh and then i've got some other posters i've got more horror films i've got us <laughs> i've got midsummer uh i have a good one horror film you know twilight um and i have some uh little little uh stills from a star is born that i got from the vinyl that um avid good bit listener claudia kelly gave me for christmas um and then yeah, i share have- it to claudia Shout out to Claudia. And then I have a um, 100 movies bucket list, which we discovered I can scratch Inception off. Okay, that's very cool because we just realised that the Inception is on... The Inception. <laughs> the Inception. Inception is on the movie poster. Yeah. We've been Inceptioned. We have been Inceptioned. I thought it was a dream, but then I realised it was not a dream. It was a dream within a dream that I woke up from and realised it was on the poster. Which... Whoa. I don't know. Yeah, we mentioned Claudia there as well. I did not know Claudia was listening every week, so that's lovely to hear from you. And she she texts me this week, which is great. So Claudia, if you're listening to this episode, thank you. We love you, and we are uh, happy to have you on anything. I'm just spoken on behalf of Aaron there, but I'm assuming he's going to say the same. Thing. No, I don't, I, I don't want you on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just uh, it's a fifty-fifty thing here. <laughs> uh, when we do these uh, sort of name drops of, of our friends, it's always interesting uh, when you know when you don't hear from them when you've dropped them in 15 minutes in. It's like, well, you don't listen, do you? Uh, <laughs> but I'm sure we will hear from Claudia because uh, uh, she has confirmed herself as an avid listener. So yeah, yeah. We, we respect that. We respect That's that fine. a lot. Let's chat about 
Inception then, because I feel like it's a film that you know will take a while to sort of digest their thoughts. It is a bit of a it is a film. You know what I mean? It's heavy. You're um, telling. Yeah. Um, I don't like this question. Just going. What did you think? Because it's 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 genetic to say that about such a massive film. But if anyone would like to break the ice with their thoughts about Inception, then go on. Well, so listeners, here's the thing: we were supposed <laughs> to record this uh, three days ago, and I had planned I was gonna three day four days ago. Three days. Three That's days a long time. Right. That's longer. Than I thought it anyway, was. so I planned my I planned my day out. I was gonna watch it just in time, and then we'd record the podcast. So it was gonna be fresh in my head. Just as I'm about to sit down to watch the film, I get a text from Christopher John Moffat going, <laughs> I didn't not watch the film. Can we reschedule? I was like, oh, well, I've not watched it either, but I guess so. so You're like, well, that's really inconvenient because I spent all my time watching the film and Aaron's not done it. <laughs> it's really um, convenient because I spent all my time planning to watch it and now I'm just not going to. Um, yeah, so anyway, so I'm like, yeah, no worries. Chris is like, okay, I'll be in touch. So I get a text from Christopher yesterday. Classic. Well, while I'm sitting... <laughs> in university online university and he's like we'll record tomorrow at this time i'm like okay we'll push it back a bit i got things to do so that's fine i settle it in i'm sitting in class i'm doing i'm doing my thing and then i go oh bollocks i need to watch the film i have class <laughs> at four o'clock then i have to go into town to do some things then i need to come home i've got a call with some friends which i just cannot cancel again and then tomorrow i've got uni all all morning till the afternoon and then I have a meeting in the afternoon and then we're recording the podcast so I was like when the fuck am I watching this movie so I was busy yes so I woke up at 6am and watched this two two hour and 42 minute long film and I'll tell you what it was a great way to start the day yes absolutely and I was going to say to you like it's maybe not the best film to start your day with because it is a bit thought-provoking you know however maybe it's a good thing because it gets the brain going I disagree. I I thought about this when I sat down to watch it, without you even knowing your story. And I was like, I don't, I don't. The brain works best, sort of, isn't it? Around before 10, 10, 10 right. a.m. in the morning, like your brain is at its fieriest. And I was like, you can't sit down after dinner at seven p.m. and watch a film like this. It's not natural. It's a morning <laughs> film. Although I didn't watch it in the morning. This is not a morning film. I'm sorry, I can't agree with you there. As a morning, as a parent, not a morning person, but as a person who watched it in the morning. It's not a morning film. <laughs> okay. As a, I'm not a morning person, but as a person of the morning, this is not a tough <laughs> film to watch. Uh, yeah, listen, I had been told my whole life since this film came out in 2010, so that's 11 years of my life. Uh, I've been told for the last 11 years that, Chris, you are not smart enough for this film. You will not... Who has told you that? Who said that? Folk. Name I'm... drop them right now. I'm here and I'll fight. You're not smart enough to listen to this podcast, all right? You're it not was, smart enough. It was one of his favourite films, and he had it on DVD, and I was like, oh, yeah, we want to watch it. And he's like, it's not really your thing. <laughs> and I was like, right, what do you mean? He's like, oh, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're stupid or anything, but like, it's, 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 you need to really focus, you know? And I was like, right, okay, um, maybe I'll watch it when I'm older. If, and if I waited 11 a, years. If there's a movie made about your life, that's going to be a pivotal scene. Nah, Chris. It's not for you and your face going and then then you became who you became it drove you to well, start got, a movie podcast i got i got so worked up by that comment that 11 years later i said this is the time to put on this film <laughs> um and i listen i've been thinking about inception because last year we saw tenet i don't know if you saw tenet but i saw tenet, oh, tenet. Oh, um, 
and and I was like, you know what? Like maybe if I go and watch this new Nolan film, you know, he did the Batman films and that sort of thing. Like I'm sure if I enjoy Tenet, it'll give me a wee incentive to watch uh, Inception. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy Tenet. I did enjoy Tenet. It was fine. I st- I mean, it was so much. You know what I mean? And 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 I believe there was two subplots below the main plot of Tenet that didn't need to be there because the main plot was already confusing enough, right? Um, Robert Pattinson, you know, Cedric Diggory in reverse, you know. Um, John David Washington, who I think is an, an amazing actor, actually. Um, I saw that film Malcolm and Marie he did on Netflix with Zendaya, which is very acting heavy. Um, and of course, Black Klansman and things like that. Um, so I was like, yeah, now I'll watch Inception and I hadn't done it until this week when Leanne suggested it. And that is the rule when we have someone on the show or it's one of our turns. It's like, okay, whoever picks the film, that is the film regardless. You know, and I can't wait till I choose Russia or two and I make Adam watch it or Airplane mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and, and Leanne chose Inception. I was like, yes, this is the time. Um, I've come on from when I was that comment was made to me 10 years ago about be, not being smart enough. And I can tell you, I'm smart enough to watch this film because I really enjoyed it. There you I'm go. Glad. It is um it's a film always if you don't know it's a film about dreams about getting inside someone's dreams making them fall asleep get inside that dream and retrieve information that wouldn't really be spoken of it's like information in your head so Leonardo DiCaprio plays this spy who has figured out a way to get into someone's dream within a dream to receive certain information to get this you know weapon all the you know money anything he wants based on the people that he's getting inside their dreams so that explanation alone made my head hurt. How yeah. were you watching the film? We'll go Adam first. Uh, I was fine. I must say, the reason I hadn't watched it on Sunday was because I, I and I have this thing with movies anyway, that I, 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 if I don't feel right, if it's like, well, now it's a bit too late, now it's a bit too early. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I just cannot commit to watching it because I want to be in the right frame of mind. And this was amped up to the max with this film because I knew I'd need to be on form, concentrating hard, Maybe go easy on the gin and tonics because you can need to, you know, be lucid for this. So I, it just didn't happen in time. But I did it. Uh, and I must say, within the first uh, 10, 10, 15 minutes, right. um, me and Anna watched it. Um, we paused it maybe three or four times just to go, right. Okay. Are we with it here? Let's let's really understand what's going on because as soon as the film started, I was aware. Um, oh, okay, I see, I see why this is complicated. Yeah, I see why people will say this because if you don't, if you're not switched on from the very beginning, you could easily just get lost. But the key is, which we found, we only paused it at the first ten to fifteen minutes just to really make sure that we understood the premise and how it worked, and we were caught up. We weren't getting led down a path that wasn't actually what's going on right and once we did that i had no problem understanding it understood the whole thing absolutely loved it yeah that's what i can say in terms of it's complicated stuff. it's a heavy film and it's a complicated film i guess story-wise but it's really not really when you pay attention and are invested in it you know and what i loved about it is that so many characters ask questions within the story mm-hmm. like so many characters are like so you mean this is how it works Elliot and was like yes their whole character yeah. is basically asking questions. And and it was if so good because it was like, yes, I'm I'm asking these questions too, and they were answered for you, you know? Yeah. Um, which I thought was brilliant. Um yeah, Leanne, what'd you think? Yeah, I liked it. I did like it. I see the thing is I went to watch Inception before, um, maybe last summer, I think, and I sat down 
Um, I was cross stitching. I'm a cross stitcher. I'm 84 years old. Um, <laughs> Listen, it's a hobby. <laughs> and I was like, just put that on as I was cross stitching. And then I was like, mm, I got seven minutes Mistake. out. I, was like, I-, I can't cross stitch and watch Inception. And I was like, well, I'm cross stitching today, so I'm not watching Inception. Um, so then obviously watched it this morning. And I'm like looking at my notes because I was trying to like make notes all the way through being like predictions of things that are happening. Yeah. Um, and like my fourth little thing is... Um, this feels terribly complicated when it's in fact kind of simple. I feel like this is going to be a long game and it was all a dream. And then my very last note is, did they for real just end that with it was all a dream? <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> they did, didn't they? <laughs> like one of the interpretations of that is that literally it was all a fucking dream. <laughs> Which literally, I'm, he's, still, <laughs> he's still stuck in the... Yeah. Like the endless loop of dreams. But there's also right? like things throughout it that you're like, wait a second, is this because obviously at the start, they start it with a dream within a dream. Yeah. So they start off, you're in Mr. Sato's dream, and then you think, Oh, we're in the apartment now, we're in real life, when in fact you're actually in the other guy's dream. But then see, like when he's like running through like is it Mombasa? Um when Cobb so. running through Mombasa. Like things are happening and it's like men are appearing out of nowhere to tackle him. And people are like, oh, you're not dreaming now and things like that. And it's really kind of like over the top in a way that you're kind of watching that being like, is this part a dream? Because things are happening that you're like, this is not real realistic. Like him, he could have just phoned Tom Hardy. Why did he have to go all the way there? Like he's Mm. faced by these, these unknown companies that are like coming after him thinking he's killed his wife or thinking like he's not got the job he's done the job that he's meant to do and stuff so it's that way where you're watching the whole thing being like it's in fact everything a dream and he's stuck in a loop somewhere or whatever it is like it's quite i thought that was quite interesting you're always thinking what's real i don't know to be (laughs) fair still don't know but it's fun it's a great tagline for the film what is real i don't know uh, I listen. I enjoy a flashback in a film. You know, um, sometimes I do think they get too much. And these flashbacks in this film about you know what happened with um, DiCaprio and his wife and that sort of thing is like, um, and you see the clips of his children not looking at him and things like that, which is going to come later and all this thing. So it's like these wee clips um, are flashbacks, but they're also where am I going with that? See, I've just confused they're myself. Even do you know what I mean? They're like also... They're, they're also dreams. Um, but you're able to keep track of them because you're well aware that they're all dreams. You know, sometimes you're watching a film, you, you go, this could all just be a dream, but you know they're in a they're dream, you know, um, mm. which I thought was was difficult to understand at first, but once you get locked in, it's, it's fine. You get the gist, you know, which I thought was the thing with Tenet, like you kind of got the gist, um, but it was yeah. still overly confusing. Uh, I couldn't believe the cast in this film, by the way. I knew, obviously, this was the, a DiCaprio film, but I had no idea... That DiCaprio's in this with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Elliot Page, Tom Hardy, Kellyanne Murphy, Michael Caine, Mar- Marion Coltiard. Um, so, and that's just a few of them. I mean, I'm scrolling down the list here and there's so many more. Um, yeah. I mean, I know this is a Christopher Nolan film and he can get the big guns in. And of course, you know, Dark Knight Rises would come later on with Tom Hardy. And then, of course, uh, Tom Hardy would work with Kellyanne Murphy and P.E. Blinders. And- Levitt, he's in there. Joseph Gordon-Levinson, yeah, of course he's in Dark Rises too. So it's like, I wonder if this was like a like a project for Christopher Nolan to be like, I'm going to get my group of people, you know, the people like um, like Tarantino does or whatever, he'll have like his group of actors and he'll just stick with them all the time. I wonder if this was like a big eye-opening film for yeah. him that way, you know? 
I don't it's know. An interesting to me to look at them. Yeah, I thought um, I was when I was watching that. I was just like, Lee, DiCaprio must be the most for me anyway, the most watchable actor working today. I just like everything he does. Um, when he was when he's running around shooting people, I was like, this is what it would look like if he was James Bond, and mm-hmm. I kind of love it. I just kind of, I don't know, I. I'm kind of obsessed with him and I didn't really realize it, but this film sort of confirmed it. I was like, I think I really love Leonardo DiCaprio and I don't, I've not expressed it yet. I'm going to send you a song. Trisha Paytas, if you know who she is, has yeah, a song YouTuber. about oh, yeah. DiCaprio. I'm going to send that to you because it's, it's you now. Just it's basically you know. what I just said. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. fanboy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Listen, I'm in total agreement. We talked about this again when we talked about the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood film. Like, he just has this ability that no one else seems to have where you can literally do anything experience any emotion at the drop of a dime and he's there and you're just like you're so with him and it's just he's just brilliant he's got to be up there with some of the greatest actors ever in my opinion I'd say so there's a lot of people saying around the time that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out um, that he's like one of the last potentially like the last real movie stars who you know he doesn't he never he doesn't talk ever he literally just does movies yes uh he, he's worked with everyone he's not on you know there isn't a leonardo dicaprio youtube channel right. uh do you know what i mean like he he might be one of the last traditional hollywood because he's he's too busy dating his 25 year olds yeah i love that uh ricky race uh golden globe joke where he was like once upon a Tom in Hollywood was so long. That's not Ricky Gervais. Um, <laughs> was so long that when uh, by the time it was finished, his girlfriend was too old for him. Yeah, he's I never dated anyone over over twenty five. Really? Never. How old is he now? He must be pushing fifty. He's got to be in his forties. Yeah. I think he's pretty. He's close to fifty. Let me look it up. A handsome man, though. Listen, he he he's doing something right. Uh, he's, he was he's... born in seventy four. So that makes him forty-six. <laughs> Pushing fifty, the by the man. Yeah, I didn't know that about the the girlfriend thing. Let's you know each to their own. You know, yeah, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> he, I mean, I thought this was this was good for him. He does a bit of everything in this film, as you say. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he, he explores his dreams. He runs like James Bond. He misses his wife. He has this wholesome moment with his children. There's all these moments. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, you can do anything. The wife, though. I don't know if this is going to be a controversial opinion. Mm. but Oh, I, we love that. We love it. I literally did not care one single bit about that whole plot line, which I know was most of the movie. But I did not care about Cobb and Mal. I also hate the way they say Mal. They're like, Mal. Me too. Oh, I don't Mal. understand why they choose. Yeah. <laughs> why the filmmakers and writers make character names that are difficult to uh, hear nicely than the actors' accents. And, and, and then it, it takes you by half the film. So you're like, oh, Mal is his wife. I, 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 Mal? Who are you talking about? Yeah, is that Mal. Sort of... the Mal. Do you know what I mean? Let's go to the mall. Yeah, well, apparently I was watching theory videos um, after I watched this morning. Um, and uh, see, because they use uh, Edith Piaf's song all the way through, mm-hmm. Mal yeah. is bad in quite a lot of languages. There's something like a link to that because see the, the sort of iconic Hans Zimmer. Is it Hans? Yeah, it's Hans Zimmer. Like the Hans Zimmer, yeah. Like, you know, the big, like, 
it's kind of like used in everything now like if yeah. you use it in it like that's the big sort of like sound that's actually just slowed down edith piaf um so it's like the sort of link to that is maybe like that's why mel is called maybe Mo- Maybe, um, yeah. But yeah. I just really... I I lost so much interest in the film purely because I did not care about him and his wife or his kids. I was like, I'd just rather watch more Joseph Gordon-Levitt running around with no gravity. How or, like, cool was that? Yeah, that was very cool. Very, very cool. And I was just like, I want more of this, of him being kind of cool than Leo crying about his dead wife. <laughs> oh, um, I, think, I think that that scene, the no gravity fight with Joseph Gordon Levitt, Joseph with Joseph Gordon Levitt, is like this very famous scene, like the the fight with no gravity. And I've seen clips about it for years. You yeah, know, so it's kind of nice to to see the film that it's from. You know, well, when watching that, but I was like, oh, this is very, this must be very Christopher Nolan because it really reminded me of like the fighting in Tenet, like you know the one where he's fighting, yeah. he's going forward. And oh yeah. He's his backward self but he yeah. doesn't know his backward self um yeah it was like that sort of like movement i was like oh so this is like clearly quite his staple because dunkirk's not gonna have anything like that so right i've seen interstellar but i really can't remember much about it so i was like oh, this- a bit of a mind fucking yeah, yeah. Mind fuck. he likes to fuck with your mind does this this man <laughs> yeah it seems like more it? more of a sort of psychoanalytical scientist than a movie director do you know what i mean i feel like the amount of meticulous planning and writing and sort of science that goes into his films like it just it's impressive but thinking of trying to come up with these ideas gives me a headache absolutely and like he is a different guy yeah and every director tends to have like their style you know what i mean like they have a trademark or whatever and i don't know what his is i thought it was like you know um, the sound, as you say, you know, he's always got this really distinctive sound mixing. Obviously, that's not him that's creating the sound, but he always like has a really distinctive score in his films or whatever, yeah. or it's really big sci-fi thrillers or whatever. But I just think it's like different ways to make you think about things. Like, of course, you got the Dark Knight trilogy, right, which is probably his most sort of calm film where there's not really so much confusing stuff going on. It's just Batman. Um, yeah, whereas Batman. you've got Interstellar, Tenet, and Inception, three films all about time all about dreams about your mental state how your brain works and it's like if i'm going to sit down and watch a nolan film i'm going to need to sit down and watch it and be ready to take notes Mm. and try and absorb it all and i don't know if i love that about him you know no it doesn't it doesn't i don't what's the word it doesn't inspire me you know what i mean as a as a fellow film lover and you know wants to create stuff of his own do you know what i mean yeah. yeah. Wants to be in the business. It doesn't, you know. I don't come out of a Christopher Nolan film going, "Oh yes, that yes. is it." I want to act uh, now. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. I don't. And um, they're not. I, they're not feel good films. Are right. They? Nah. Good point. I feel like they're almost that way where it's, I. He's trying to make you feel like you're dumb, because if you don't get it, then you're. They're like, mm, I guess films just not for you. Like this is what I mean. The playground. So it makes you feel like. Oh, I'm not quite smart enough for this film, and it's like no, like just enjoy a f- enjoy a movie. Who cares? Yeah, overcomplicating. I mean, I sound like I'm shitting on the film when I actually really enjoyed yeah, it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things where you're like, just just lay it all out for me. Let me enjoy the action. I think that's a real thing. Um, with like directors and stuff. Like, what do you mean you don't like a Tarantino film? I look down on you for that. You know what I mean? Me, like one. 
like 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 Martin Scorsese films have to be perfect to everybody. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean you don't understand? Oh, really? You don't understand the Nolan film? Maybe it's not quite for you then. Like, yeah. I don't. I think that's a sort of thing that people do, and I think that it's, it's just different styles with the directors. It's a film bro thing, and it's like quite nice about you two is that you're not film bros. Like, you love movies, you love watching films, you have a mo- literal podcast about talking about films, but you're right. not film bros. He'll be like, you've not seen all of Tarantino's works. Because obviously yeah. I've not. You've never once been like Leanne. Yeah, That's come on. Come on. I mean, you've been like, oh, you'll like this one. Yeah. Have I watched it? No. Will I watch them? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> well, if, we, if we do it on the podcast, you will. If we do it on the uh, podcast, you will. If you force me to, I will not be pleased. I quite like also being, like me and my friend Laura talk about this because she, you're going to be mad actually, you're going to film bro now, but she's never seen <laughs> Stars, um, and she's never seen like things like that. Uh, and she kind of like we were saying we kind of like having something iconic like that that you've never seen because then when you say that people are like what do you mean you've not seen star wars yeah the freak out you know is nice i i hate that sort of social as soon as as soon as someone i guess it's a particular type of person that says you haven't seen this i'm immediately like i'm never gonna watch it Um, and if i hadn't seen star wars as a child would I be fuck watching that now? I'd be like, get away from that hype. I'm not involved. I'm gonna watch all these B art house movies, and no one's gonna know. Yeah. Um. But I totally get the Star Wars thing. I I mostly as a complete Star Wars guy. Um. Well, I think everyone on the good bit loves Star Wars. Um. But I when I hear that she hasn't seen it, I my immediate thought is jealousy. I'm jealous. Right. I'm jealous that she's gonna someday. I'm yeah. sure experience We're that. Experience this. One of my friends, another one of our friends, just kind of got into Star Wars, and he was like, "Whoa, I these wow, I love these." So mm. she's like trying to get him. No, he well, he's trying to get her into it, sort of. Um, but we'll see. Probably it's unlikely. She loves to have the drama of being like, "I've never seen it," <laughs> but that's her and her. That's me with I, my only thing with that. I mean, there's loads of films that we all haven't seen, but I've seen every episode of Breaking Bad apart from the last one. Because I was binging it all, and then I got to the last episode, and something happened—not <clears throat> bad, but something happened in my life where I just stopped watching it. Uh, I was distracted by someone else, something else, and uh, I've still never seen it. I don't know what happens, but I've seen every other bit. That's funny. Wow. I do that of TV shows. I don't watch maybe like the last season or the last episode because then if I really mm. like it, it's never ended. Like that, like that. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. I've Sometimes I've watched all of Freaks and Geeks through about three times, apart from the last episode. I've never seen the last episode. Oh wow, that's an actual thing. Wow, I like well, that. Last week uh, I watched Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire for the first time in about three oh. years or something because I just read the book and I'm I'm doing this thing right now. I'm reading the book mm-hmm. and then watching the film. And uh, I was talking to my sister about it, and she's like, "I sometimes turn the film off at the end of the maze." You know what I mean? Why? Because he doesn't want Cedric to die, doesn't want Voldemort to come back, doesn't want you know yeah. uh, everything to be revealed. Spoiler. Um, so sometimes you just do that. You know, it's like an ideal, you know, an ideal, an, oh, an ideal idea uh, for for watching oh. a film. <laughs> Al Pacino over here. Well, oh. yeah, I have seen the end of. I've seen the end of Inception. Yes. Uh, and, and what do you think of the end? Dream. What do you think of the ending? Well, I like the. <laughs> I like the silence. Sorry, I liked um how it makes you think that he's in a dream because obviously he turns the thing and doesn't look to see if it falls, and it looks like the kids are the same. 
but the kids are not the because obviously you've seen them throughout the dream wearing the same outfit you've never seen their faces and you're like well if this has happened over like however many years since the wife died those kids should be older but the kids are slightly older there's different actors and one of them's Mm -hmm. actually Christopher Nolan's son um so he plays the son Um, which one it is so they actually do have the children slightly over but it looks like they're exactly the same so i quite like all open to yeah it's like they've made it been like well no because the kids have grown up but then you're like well but the the turn hasn't stopped and the kid you know so it's quite i like that i don't often like an ambiguous ending i like to have things close cut and they're i say as i i don't watch the end of episodes for things but anyway (laughs) i like having a final like okay yes that's what that meant and that's what happened there which obviously you do not get with inception yeah it's like a beginning middle and end i like that too i prefer that to an open ending absolutely yeah i like that clear cut but in this i enjoyed it because there's Mm -hmm. so many ways that you can look at it you can be like it was all a dream none of it was a dream like you know well i mean some of it was a dream but right Yes. None, of it, none of it was a dream yes it was none of it was a dream they were all just absolutely oh, absolutely yeah. the world is fucked. ending like just like the sky just falls down and walls just collapse and buildings and stuff that's just how life is back then Paris was split in half and they were like yeah it's real yeah <laughs> it's a dream. yeah uh yeah. again lots of great performances there's not a bad one in the film really no. Um, and I was I was thinking they were bringing in loads of characters and I was like god like not only is the plot confusing but I'm going to need to remember all these characters names and what they are and stuff um, but I didn't feel like that at all. Like the core group of characters, I always just thought they all had I their own different the thing well. going, and they were all really good. So nice. I really loved Sato. He was yeah, me too. Just from the beginning, like literally one of the first things I wrote in my notes was his dramatic <laughs> when he's like talking to Cobb, and then he's like, "Or oh, that we are really asleep." And I was like, "Whoa, man, we're yeah. asleep." <laughs> yeah, I like I like how they start. <laughs> we're asleep. I like that. I like the start of that. Um, just because, like, I was expecting, you know, I'm sure there was going to be a time jump at some point, but I was expecting that to be the start of the film, and then we'll go on. I didn't realise yeah. that was a time jump, the first scene, you know, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. is really interesting. Uh, Ken Watanabe is the name of the actor. Yeah. Very good performance. I just liked, the, in fact, the growth of that character. If you're looking at it, that, you know, that section was all the dream, and then the end is real life, is you see, because obviously he was stuck in limbo, like, he was there, he aged, he was an old man, and everything he's, like, the whole film's basically they're doing this because he wants money like he only cares about his investments and all this is for his financial gain and when they wake up on the plane he doesn't go like yes my money's over that secure he's like okay i guess i'll make this phone call now and you know he's he's very subdued and i I just liked it i thought he was quite a nice character i loved the fact that he just bought the airline yeah he could play i was like yeah baller move okay cool (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and also the fact he was shot too you know oh, what i mean yeah. it added that wee sort of moment where you're like oh my god are we gonna lose him and then like it's a dream can we lose him like it's just yeah. a weird way to look at it you know? i thought it was really good start shouting at the uncle and he's like oh you've changed and then tom hardy's behind him like no no <laughs> that was a good scene i like that yeah because it hadn't happened yet that was a good scene it was good. yeah i was yeah. kind of one of the i i think we laughed out loud when he woke up like because just like the ultimate wake up from a dream thing he's just sort of like like he's just lived his life, and he's yeah. like, "What? Oh, uh, uh, that's that's such a bizarre concept." Like, I'm a young man again. Like, oh we're my young god, men, god. we were young men together, and it's like well, you are still. 
It's like yeah, Interstellar, and obviously you said you don't remember it, but there's a bit where Matthew McConaughey um, can like see his daughter's future yeah. or something. Yeah. And then it's all just this thing in his head, and like that stuff is like a mind, a mind screw as well. Yeah. You know, um, it's just like what? How would that even be possible? And then it got me thinking about dreams too. What are dreams? Like, <laughs> like what did we what did we dream about? Do we have a say in what we dream about? Is it like self inflicted if we're thinking about something and we just dream about it, or is it just by absolute random facts that are stored in your mind that come to the front of your mind when you're sleeping and that's what you dream about? I can I, I don't know. Some of the dreams I wake up and I'm like, why on earth was I thinking about that? I have the most like vivid weird dreams and i can usually remember them when i wake up and i have ones that are like recurring dreams and i'm like oh i'm here again yeah, but i have wow. you've you've all been in my do you not remember when we used to go for nights out i'd wake up in the morning and i'd be like right what was real because my dream that night would be the night out <laughs> oh and i couldn't God. remember what i couldn't remember what had happened and what i'd actually done in a dream did i inception myself back in the day <laughs> you were inception. i don't know i don't know but i, I do enjoy <laughs> your dreams I do yeah. enjoy when I'm in your dreams, Leanne. They're always a good time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, have we have a good laugh. We have a good time. We should do it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, I ended up, especially when I was in college, I'd dream about loads of people in my class. Mm-hmm. And, nice. then I would, and then I would tell them. You know what I mean? And then they would kind of think it was weird. You, um, are still, you still make appearances in my dreams. I had a big dream yeah. week and you were all, like all of you were there. Like everyone from college, all the people I was like, oh, you're here. But then like there was nice people like, oh, you're here, Adam. Like I've not seen you in years. I don't know how many. <laughs> I like I like how you said that in there. You, oh my God, you're here. Oh my God, you're here, Adam. I, oh know, God, I know where I stand. That's right. I know you're, you're in the, you, you were there, Chris, you know. I was, remember. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't have any clothes on either. Uh, <laughs> what a... <laughs> Oh, so <laughs> this is going to be weird tonight, though. We're all going to go to bed, and we're all going to be in each other's dream, and it's going to be like Inception. Justin Leo DiCaprio. What a time we'll have! I'll dream about him. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, do you ever? Uh, does anyone ever lucid dream? I feel like everyone says they do, but I don't know. Is that when you wake up and you're like, you can't move. No, that's sleep paralysis. Lucid yeah. dream, isn't it? Not when you you're oh. really aware that you're dreaming while you're dreaming, so you can have control. Just like Inception. I feel like surely those are some of the dreams I've had because I've definitely It been sounds in- like because you're like, oh, I'm here. That yeah. sounds like... Yeah, oh, Chris is here. He's not getting clothes on. Oh, well. I feel like I'm, I'm in control, but I'm also really, really not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fine line. They're, they're, yeah. they're wacky. I do wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, whoa, that was very realistic. Like, there's situations I wake up and I'm like, that was... Whoa, I'm glad that did not really happen in real life. <laughs> what... I want to hear from both of you. What is your weirdest, wackiest, funniest, reoccurring dream you've had? I can tell you mine right now. Tell me. Uh, I was, this is, I first had this dream when I was really young and I still get it very rarely now, but I think last time I had it was a good year and a half ago or something. Um, but it's definitely reoccurring. Um, we were out in the street playing a big game of TIG. It was a big group of us, right? And uh, we were got word that people and animals had escaped from a zoo. Now, I live in a big city. There's no zoo anywhere near here. Um, but the, the zoo has gone mad and the animals are out. But there's only two animals that got in loose. It was a donkey and a polar bear. So we were all going, oh my God, what's happened? They were all running and stuff like that. And then we would teleport to different parts of my street. I live in quite a big street. We'd teleport to like different houses in the street and the donkey would be there. And I'd be like, why is this donkey following me? I'm going to go home to my own house. So I'd run to my own house 
and I got in the house and I looked at the front window and the polar bear that also escaped was there, but he was walking on two feet with a waistcoat, a jacket and a suitcase. Um, I, I, like- it was like an animated character. Um, and I was, I would, Shh, turn the lights off, turn the lights off. Lights go all drop down <laughs> on the floor. I'm like peeking out the window and there's just a polar bear at my front, my front garden with a suitcase and a, a, a bowler hat, not a bowler hair, but a polar bear. And, uh, <laughs> and that was my reoccurring dream. And now so often I'm like, ah, yes, back here after the polar bear and the donkey. That sounds like it's going to take years to unpack in therapy. Yeah. But one day it's really going to happen. I'm going to be like, my God, that's raven. I prepared it. I was ready. I knew to put the curtains up and yeah. shut the lights. And that's my oh. weirdest one, anyway. What about you? Um, I can remember. <laughs> I can remember one because you said animated character. I can remember one I used to have when I was a kid, where so have seen your dreams. Is it like real life, or is it ever like you're watching a movie, um, and it's on the screen? Because I remember one in particular, and it was like me in primary school. This is a dream I had in primary school, but I would have the dream. In- like so in the dream I'm in high school and I my boyfriend is a he's like a real live human boy but his head <laughs> his head is Chuck from the Rugrats <laughs> Chuck <laughs> you know the little ginger guy yeah, but it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah, yeah. Rugrats Chuck it's like the one from when they're grown all grown up right so it's like it's like middle school Chucky I think I don't know anyway that's that was like a recurring dream I would have in primary school was that high school me was going to go out with Chucky from <laughs> but human body animated head Chucky but, has yeah. come to incept you yes yeah what did I do to deserve Chucky <laughs> incepting me <laughs> what a weird sentence Adam I don't know about reoccurring dreams but I have this dream that I tell all the time when I talk about dreams because I remember it so vividly it was a scary dream I remember it being super scary. It was like, I was on, I guess, you know, dreams are weird. Like I was walking about my um, neighborhood and there was this big scandal because there was fire trucks everywhere and people's houses were burning down all the time. And like there was these, so we, I think it was over a period of time. So it's like, you'd go back the next day and it's like someone else's house has been burnt down. Uh, who's, how, wh- who, what's happening here? What's going wrong? And then I was in my house, days had passed, yeah. and uh, there was like a furious like knocking at the door, like really knocking at the door. And I was like, what's going on? What's going on? Who's going to go? So I went to the door, and I opened the door, and there was this shadowy figure. I couldn't make out anything. It was just like a shadow. And he just like calmly, couldn't see a face or anything, like lifted up his hand and struck a match. And I woke up in cold sweats. Whoa. That's a black matter. It's terrifying. Yeah, it also reminded me of um, de- the death character from Family Guy. And I used to read a book series when I was in primary school called Skullduggery Pleasant. And it oh, reminded yeah. me of that. Yes. Uh, you should write that down. That could be a potential uh, film or something there. It's, there's something in it. Yeah. It's quite cinematic. It's it's do, cinematic. I, it is what happened, though. I do remember that. I'll play the shadowy figure with the match. I'm lanky. I'll be the fire. <laughs> I'll be the match. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Always a good time talking about dreams because you never know what's real and what was a dream, right? Any other thoughts? When, when are we gonna? When are we gonna wake up? That's the question. That's the, that's a great question. Yeah, is this all a dream? Probably. Probably. It's been a dream to be on the good bit. 
Ah, uh, listen, you're a dream guest. Always have been. Well, um, th- end thoughts on Inception, then we'll wrap this bad boy up. Uh, really liked it. Uh, really gets your imagination going. Uh, you know, it gets a lot of... Uh, a lot of the talk about it is just about the fact that it's confusing. I think that takes away from the yeah. creativity that Agreed. actually is in it. As much as we can talk about Christopher Nolan being a bit, I don't know, scientific, I don't know. That it, it does make you, it opens your mind to a lot of imagination, like what can happen in dreams. And it's quite a creative film. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, would would watch again. Good. Yeah. And it may, it may even boost your in, enjoyment watching it again, you know? Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'd be, you'd notice more for sure. I think you'd notice more looking at it again. You'd look for the the things that after watching the film, you know, to be like the staples of dreams and yeah, things like that. I think that was yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, I liked it. I I I did enjoy it. It was it was a brilliant way to start the day. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would probably. I think it's gonna go in the fridge in my kitchen. I would say. There is only one kitchen. Is it, our, is it our, all our kitchen? It's all yeah, our kitchen. we all share the kitchen. Um, that's interesting. Your vote is fridge. Uh, my vote's for the fridge. I'd my say. vote is also fridge. Oh. My vote is indeed fridge. Okay, oh, go to the fridge. Honey. Back of the fridge so it gets a wee bit frozen. Yeah, yeah. okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> You're both like, ah, yeah, okay. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, both of you, because you can enjoy this film at any time in the day, and I'm sure it's going to be equally as confusing, but then once you watch it for the first time, it's no longer confusing. It's just a very well-made film, very creative, yeah. and it does... I'm not saying it gets a bad rap, because it doesn't. People talk about this film as if it's this brilliant masterpiece, you know? Um, but some people like me, who always just never watched it, because it's going to take some time to really digest and not be you know um so easy to watch but now that i've watched it, i'm like yeah just watch it It was great like there's nothing really else to say about it it's just a really good film really well made very well acted very well written really and we were talking about how difficult it is to make think about having to sit there and direct that and write that like that's a it's a heavy task you know so um big thumbs up to christopher nolan thumbs up to any of you guys who listened and thumbs up very nice to uh, Leanne and Aaron for joining me again for another episode of the Good Bit Podcast. Any last words for the listeners, my dear friends? Recognise. <laughs> that's that's a season one thing. That was a season yeah. one reference, but listen, long-time viewers will know, and uh, I appreciate yeah. that one, so thank you, Leanne. You're Stay welcome. safe. Stay safe out there, everybody. Take care. We'll see you all next week on the Good Bit Pod. Yeah.